This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football is our religion. The One Course Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in. And by name, I am your priest. Settle yourselves in. This is the Sunday Sermon. Mansfield Town keep their first clean sheet of the season in a goalless draw at Leighton Orient. But, as always, they never make it easy for themselves. Tyree Sinclair's red card in the second half after coming off the bench left the Stags with a back-to-the-walls job. But they executed it perfectly. Sinclair's red card, though, is not the only problem that boss Nigel Clough faces in the coming weeks. Stephen Quinn still has a three-game ban to serve. Right-back Kellen Gordon is out injured. There are more injuries at centre-half, which meant that yesterday, striker Ollie Hawkins played at centre-back. No coincidence that we've been saying it on the show for weeks. And the first time he plays there, we keep a clean sheet. Today, we'll delve a little bit more into that and into yesterday's results as the Stags bring home a point and a clean sheet from the capital. But could it have been more? A late chance for George Lapsley, a misfiring Danny Johnson, and chances going amiss. However, in the Stags' three-stage plan, can they complete stage three next week as October begins with a home game against Barrow? Get involved in the comments now and have your say on your team. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. Leighton Orient nil, Mansfield Town nil. It's time to let the sermon begin. Be seated.
Mansfield Town's three-stage plan. Stage one, stop the rot. Stage two, keep a clean sheet. Stage three, win a game of football. Well, yesterday at Leighton Orient, stage two was executed almost perfectly as the Stags kept their first clean sheet of the season. Can they, though, go on next week and get all three points against Barrow? We'll talk about that later in the show. But, of course, as always, it's time to delve into yesterday, a goalless draw at Leighton Orient. As always, have your say on your team in the comments and let us know your thoughts. Time, though, to introduce the two people that will be helping me delve into today's game. Without further ado, it's a warm welcome to Clive Parkin and welcome back to Mr. Nathan Edge. How are you both? Nathan, you look a little bit suntanned, my friend. Evening, gents. Yeah, I'm feeling good, nice and refreshed after a lovely holiday. Jolly, nice jolly back. good. And of course, as you come back, we managed to keep a clean sheet. Uh, we'll delve into that a little bit more uh, later on as well. Clive, how are you doing this uh, this Sunday? You were sat right in front of the drum yesterday. Have you got your eardrums back? Sorry? <laughs> good evening man, Craig man. good evening Nathan yes it was an interesting experience I was I was um it, it's one I've, I can now tick off my list I've been uh on the SSA coach for the first time and I've been sat in front of the drummer for the first time both I categorize as interesting <laughs> these things are sent to tryers um Nathan you know let's first and foremost delve into what you know um chat to you uh, to start off with you've been away for a couple of weeks and it's not been the greatest couple of weeks uh, for Mansfield Town what have you made of it looking at the results and the performances and watching the highlights and listening to the comments and interviews uh, from afar um the problem is it's made me drink more on holiday that's the only thing I can um say about it you know <laughs> um no, it's been frustrating hasn't it um again it's uh, a lot of it's been a catalogue of errors as, as per usual and then it got gets worse and worse with with injuries and suspensions, um, so you know there wasn't much looking up for for the stags. But you know that you can switch that into some positives that we've had of late, and we are slowly stabilising the the rock and uh, you know getting a couple of draws and and most importantly a clean sheet, and that's the that's the biggest you know positive at the moment. Yeah, let's delve straight into that, Clive. Yesterday, a goal straw at Leighton Orient. Going into it, you know, they were second in the league. They seemed to be scoring for fun. You know, we knew that Kellen Gordon was going to be out injured. We we knew we had little options um, back there. But a makeshift defence did its job beautifully. And like I said in the in- intro, you know, we've been saying on the for weeks on the podcast that we perhaps should uh, look at Paul- Ollie Hawkins at centre-half. I don't believe in, um, in coincidences. Um but he goes there, plays centre half, and we keep the first clean sheet of the season. I yeah, I think I, I think uh, I think somebody on the management team must listen to this podcast. We <laughs> we've been making dropping heavy hints about him and possibly even Bowery in the defence as a makeshift if, effect. But you know he did nothing wrong. As in, in central defence, Hawkins is you know he was there up there, and uh, it was um, you wouldn't know if you didn't know that he wasn't a, a central defender by uh, position. So, uh, but I think he has played there before in his previous roles, hasn't his previous clubs? So I guess we shouldn't be too surprised. But overall, the team played bravely yesterday. Um, uh, Leighton Orient uh, are where they are for a reason. And they're they're a team that you can see have a degree of confidence that we can't have at the moment. And they play with with pace. And they've got one or two really good players in their side. So I think we come away from that with absolute credit. Yeah, we do. And... 
let's stay on Hawkins for, for just a second. As you mentioned, you know, he has played there previously. He's capable of playing there, which is why we've been talking about it for, for weeks. I think he played there for his previous club, one or two of his previous clubs. And, you know, one thing which we've lacked in the absence of James Perchnaith is that um, calmness, that um, experience um, back there. He is more of an experienced player. He is a calm head. Naturally being, you know, the, the, the heights which he's got helps uh, a lot as well. Would a lot of his headers as you'd expect him to do. But having that leadership back there, that's something which which we very much needed. And uh, for me, I think Nigel Clough will have a huge headache next week um, going into the game um, against Barrow as to whether to leave him there because there are two factors that you need to consider. The first is once you keep a clean sheet, consistency in that back four is absolutely key and critical, um, which we've said for weeks. But the second is... If you take him from that front line, we also lose a lot of our attacking outlet. So it's it's what do you juggle? For me personally, I'd I'd sort of say for the next couple of weeks or so until we can get a Will Forrester back in, um, you know, back in and available, um, or another a a another body back there, I, I would look at leaving him there because if you keep a clean sheet, you're guaranteed a point. Yeah, um, you know, I don't think he's going to have too much of a choice really. Um, I think we're in a situation where it's probably desperate, desperate times call for desperate measures, um, you know, and dropping him back there. I think Clough has been reluctant to do it because, um, you know, it does take probably our strongest forward, uh, you know, asset at the moment, which is a bit of a problem. And, and you did see that on, uh, you know, yesterday, you know, we as much as it did improve at the back, which was, which was cute, it had, it had to happen. We didn't have as much going forward, and that's still going to be the case going forward. So, uh, you know, into into the next few games, so it's got to be um, you know, a bit of a balance act. But I think in the next couple of weeks or next couple of games in particular, I'd expect to see him probably stay back there and we'd maybe try a few different things, shuffling it up front and see if we can make it make a bit more happen up there. We've certainly got more options available to us in that forward area anyway to sacrifice leaving him back there. You know, you've even though Tyree Sinclair has got himself sent off and he would be, be an option up there, you know, you've still got the likes of, of Jason Law who's knocking on the door. You've got Keaton Ward who who's looking to come back in. Harry Charles is finding his fitness there again, which then alleviates other options going forward, like putting Lapsley a bit higher up and, and what have you. So it's not like taking him away from there is absolutely killing our attacking play. It just means, you know, that we've got to find a different way of playing forward and trying to play through, which is certainly something to to take into account. But before we focus, you know, on the... Um, uh, on the on the, the defense on the attacking side too much because I'm sure we'll come to it a little bit when we talk about Danny Johnson, uh, Clive. Let's look at the importance first and foremost for a group of keeping a clean sheet. It's been a long time in coming and it was very much deserved yesterday. Yes. As I said, they worked tirelessly to achieve it as well. And with precious few errors. Um, I think yet again, Hewitt's had a decent game. Um, and I only counted, I could only remember one um, obvious error that he made and, and the team covered it. So I think we're showing progress because at one point you'd think Hewitt would never play again, given the performances he'd had and the, the criticism he'd received from the gaffer. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite comfortable with him there now. And I think he can also play out on the fringe, which is what he was doing. You know, he's playing in that um, full-back position rather than centre-back position. And I, I, didn't, 
I felt quite comfortable with that. But it doesn't give us a great deal of attacking pro, uh, prowess down that side, which is that we sacrifice that for, for defence. Um, but I thought they played well. Um, I think uh, clearly would have been playing a lot better if, if our um, if our long-term injured player was able to be playing because he would have brought that calmness that we still don't have. Uh, but we've got to learn to live without that this season now. Mm. And in fact, in this month ahead, we've got to learn to live without him. We've got to learn to live without uh, the mad Irishman. And, and as soon as uh, as soon as they start to come back, and and I think the the progress that's been made by the midfield team as well in terms of getting back into some form of workable shape, um, I think we should start to see ourselves being much more attack minded as well. So going back to the question, I think I'd be quite happy to leave Hawkins in the back four. Uh, if it means we're going to get two uh, out of the next three games with clean sheets, because that's progress. Yeah, and progress is exactly what we've needed, Nathan, isn't it? And, um, you know, I'm I really, really pleased for Nathan Bishop yesterday. He's made a number of outstanding saves in recent games, has been very unlucky to see, you know, three or four goals put past him every single game. He was instrumental again yesterday with, with a number of key saves, especially sort of late on when we went down to 10 men. It will do him the world of good for his confidence, won't it, Nathan? It will, uh, although I don't think he needed much for his confidence, to be honest. I think he still, you know, despite conceding goals and losing games, I think he comes across as still quite a confident person. I think he does have faith in his own ability, which is what you want as a, you know, in, in, in a goalkeeper. So that's great. I think it's more of a, a confidence for the back four or the back five, including the goalkeeper as a, as a unit. I think that's the, the most important factor here and a bit, you know, touching on what Clive said a couple of minutes ago, the most important thing was is that, yes, we made a couple of mistakes, uh, individual errors, but the most, the, the, the sort of difference was against Leighton Orient was the the team got behind that, you know, and, and rectified it. Whereas, you know, a few few weeks ago, I'm going to use the example of when Jordan Barry missed a penalty, Lane was laid at him, but I'll make the point that actually after that, there was numerous occasions when somebody else should have stepped in and they didn't. Um, whereas now, well, at least on Saturday, we did that bit right. If somebody did made a mistake, somebody else, a teammate was there to, you know, to pick up the pieces. And I think we need to do that more. And hopefully now getting that clean sheet and now having someone to build on a little bit, um, you know, that having that sort of, uh, you know, monk of the chip of the shoulder will, will, you know, hopefully help us going forward with that as well. It did seem like that a little bit, Clive, as well, you know, that everybody rallied round each other. We keep missing these bodies. We keep missing um, these uh, the, these players through injury or suspension. But it did seem that even with dwindling numbers, the players rallied round each other, which was very pleasing to see. Yeah, no obvious evidence of a lack of team spirit. And that's essential in any sport. Uh, and not least of which when a team that you're playing in isn't doing that well. Um, but I think they've they've turned that corner now, and I think that's probably as much credit to the management team as, as to the individual players as well. Um, and where we're going, it's not fast progress, but progress nonetheless, and we should start winning games. Yeah, we certainly should. As you say, progress uh, nonetheless in terms of uh, keeping a clean sheet. The man between the sticks to get that clean sheet mark to his name is Nathan Bishop. Let's hear what he's got to say as he gives his reaction at the full-time whistle to keeping his first clean sheet in Mansfield Town Colours. I thought the, the boys all over were fantastic today, defensively, everything, organisation. They were just brilliant and we came with a game plan and we executed it really well. For that. The boys all over the pitch, the less I have to do, I guess, is 
and a lot and appreciation of them. I thought they were fantastic all over the pitch today and I really didn't have that much to do because of it. And they held their heads high and they were brilliant. Even the subs that came on, like put a shift in, Berkey at left back, just winning headers, last minute of the game, clearing the ball and things like that, just them in the world. We knew what we expected. We had a game plan. We executed it brilliantly. And I think the boys knew that they needed to pride, they wanted to pride themselves with a clean sheet and they, they really did deserve it over the season. I think, yeah, today they were fantastic. But nothing processed really in my mind. Not a lot of processes anyway. So to be honest, it was just, it was really sharp, really quick. And I just, yeah, went with it. So wobbling everywhere. So just to, just to see that go somewhere else, like apart from in the goal and hit my hand, it was lovely as well. Um, I think like if you, even if you took away the point today and you said, like just on a performance basis, I think all over the pitch, I think everyone's going to be confident of what they're capable of. They're, the defensive like attitude today was fantastic. Their desire, and I think if you can't carry that into next week, then pff, I don't know what more they can do. Like I thought, they were fantastic. That's uh, Stags goalkeeper Nathan Bishop, of course, on loan from Manchester United. Speaking to I follow Stags following his first clean sheet in Stags colours yesterday as the Stags drew 0-0 away at Leighton Orient. Keep your comments coming in and have your say uh, on your team. Let us know your thoughts on yesterday's game, who impressed you, who didn't impress you, what the Stags uh, can work on, uh, that sort of thing. There was an interesting comment which uh, Nathan Bishop made there, uh, Clive, and that's you know the, about uh, everybody sort of throwing themselves in, in front of things and, and having that never say die uh, attitude it was very pleasing to see the players sort of get stuck in a little bit more yesterday and, and have a little bit of um, bite and and, and uh, enthusiasm about their defensive play they're really really uh, you know put a shift in and I think uh, were definitely uh, rewarded by the Stags faithful who uh, didn't stop singing from uh, minute one to minute 90. Well they certainly didn't stop drumming um, <laughs> but the, no, I mean, to, to be fair, there's how many how many fans were there? 300 and odd? 250? Yeah, about 350. It seemed yeah. more because of the amount of noise they were making. And they, you're right, they didn't stop all the way through the game. And I think their their supporters recognise that at the end as well. But um, the, the situation is that the, I think it's partly to do with team spirit and partly to do with, uh, you know, a determination that's now in the side. They were throwing themselves behind every attack. We looked a bit make, makeshift. We looked a bit panicky at times. That was inevitable. But we were getting bodies and flesh behind everything that was going there. And, and without any fear of getting hurt, they were just putting themselves in. And there were two or three occasions when late Orient uh, forwards had made good progress, made opportunities for themselves. And it was only by a Mansfield uh, defender or uh, in fact they weren't always defenders or members of, of the squad wherever they played normally getting between them and their shot and I think uh, there should be some uh, recognition of that and I think that's partly why we ended up not conceding against a very powerful side a very good point made by Simon in the comments, Nath, uh, who says that's a point we've taken off two teams who were on great runs uh, with a weakened side good, good point yeah, definitely. And that's that's another you know big another big positive that we can take. You know, we've let I think we've got a lot to a lot to build on, and especially to go away from home and to keep a clean sheet again, like I say, against Leighton Orient, who were uh, you know flying at the time. Um, in some ways, it's a bit like you know when you do lose some players like we have done, where through both suspensions and through injuries. And you have a bit of a depleted, depleted squad. It, it kind of does bring you together as a, you know, as as a team because you kind of know that your back's against the walls to a certain extent. And you know you've got to put in that extra percent. So probably in some roundabout way, it's probably doing us a, a little bit of a favour to maybe stop that rut that we 
within to stabilize it and now we can just hopefully touch wood build from it and then as we start getting players back in we can still just you know slowly gradually build and then get back to sort of the the team that we thought we were going to be sort of at the start of the season yeah i think that's an important point to make as well isn't it in terms of getting back to where we want to be uh, i think like i said at the, the top clive it is uh, a three-stage plan for us really stage one was stopping the rot stage two was keeping a clean sheet stage three now is to go on and, uh, and win a game of football it's a shame that we couldn't do that yesterday because um even though we you know we were back to the wall for the last sort of 10 minutes or so since that that uh, the red card the opportunities were there and like Nigel Clough said in his post match interview which we'll hear a little bit more of um in a couple of minutes <clears> time is we just need to get more shots off we need to be a little bit more clinical when those opportunities do knock yes and i think uh, that will come i keep reminding myself and it's worth reminding everybody that we're still only in september there's an awful lot of season in front of us and uh, a lot can happen in that time and if you look at the where we are in the league table two wins and we're back in in the playoff zone i don't want to use that as a point of pressure because i think actually one of the other good things at the moment is expectation amongst the fans has been lowered somewhat which takes some of the frenzy out of uh, mansfield fans it does, and I think, like Jim says in the uh, in the comments, actually, it makes you realise it's far too early to to give up on this season. It, it is, and then, and writing it off after the amount of games we did when we were on that, you know, bit of a, a poor slump was a, a bad error of judgment from our point of view. Well, we saw what happened with Bolton Wanderers last season, didn't we? They were nowhere. In fact, they were they were the laughing stock for quite a long period of time because their their fans have been giving it the big we am we are we're 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 we are the Bolton. And they look like the real minnows, but then they they gathered pace. They, the momentum got going, and they they actually cantered through the uh, the, win, the finishing line. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, let us know your thoughts on yesterday's game and, and uh, everything uh, in general as well. We're going to talk Danny Johnson uh, in just a second, returning to his old club yesterday as we talk about uh, misfiring strikers and not quite getting the rub of the green in front of goal. But first, uh, I think it's poignant uh, to talk about the red card yesterday, Nath. Uh, Nigel Clough um, likened it to that naivety um, in Tyree Sinclair and the naive- naivety within the squad. Um, he's absolutely got a point. And we, even though, you know, Sinclair um, hasn't really been starting games, this is a huge, huge season for him. And uh, he'll really, really um, um, be looking back on that one with uh, a lot of disappointment in himself. Because with the players that we've got out and the, the list of players that we've got missing, it was actually a massive opportunity for, for him to get more minutes and really stake a claim like he did towards the back end of the last term. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think him himself is you know, going to be very disappointed with that. And I was a bit disappointed with the reaction of some of the fans as well, because although, yes, it's frustrating at the time, you have got to remember, you know, he's, he's still a very, very young lad. So, um, you know, and it was a mistake. And what's great to see is that actually since then, he's come out on, on Twitter and apologised to, to his teammates and to the fans. So, you know, I think he's realised himself that it was a mistake. Um, so hopefully he'll learn from that and, you know, we won't have a repeat of this, you know, in the near future. But, um, yeah, I think the biggest disappointment is the fact that you, know, you look at the fact that Hawkins might be staying back in centre-back for a while. And as you mentioned there, Danny Johnson's not necessarily firing and there's, there's injuries and, and whatnot galore. So it is a real opportunity for, for Tyrese if he was available. You know, the chances are he would have been you know, playing more minutes or potentially even starting games if he was you know, playing well. So, 
um, you know, he's, he's only got unfortunately he's only got himself to blame for that for, for the way he reacted in the game. But he's just he's got to learn from it and uh, and hopefully come back in a few months' time and and, and right the wrongs. Yeah, let's have a little look at what he's put on Twitter as well. Nathan mentioned it there. Uh, he tweeted this uh, earlier. Uh, just wanted to apologise to my teammates and fans for my actions yesterday. I shouldn't have reacted in the way I did, but I'll learn from it and move forward. Class from the boys, from digging deep and getting a well-earned point. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you know what? that? Uh, I agree with what Nathan said, Clive, a little bit. You know, He was getting a lot of stick yesterday. Uh, on social media from from, from supporters and, and things like that. And do you know what? He knew straight away, sort of on reflection, that he'd made a mistake. And I think he sort of went to, uh, to try and apologise to Nigel Clough as he were, as he walked down the tunnel. Andy Garner sort of ushered him away and said, leave it for a little bit. But uh, <laughs> for him to come out and, and make that statement, he doesn't have to do that. You know, he could have just left it and, and let, it, let it simmer away and, and let it die down or whatever. But for him to take the, the decision on his own head to come out and do that, opening the door to um, Stags fans or, or whoever to, to give him a little bit of abuse on, on the back of it um, is a brave thing to do for such a young man. And, and, and that action has actually got to be applauded, the fact he's come out and apologised for his actions. Yeah, it's a bit of maturity that we could have done with on the field. Um, that's all it was. It was a lack of maturity in the heat of a situation which he'd already got the better of their player. That's the frustrating thing. He'd won the free kick. Mm. And it was a, tang- a continued tangle of legs and he felt the, the guy had given him something he I didn't don't... deserve. Sorry? Okay. I thought we had an interjector then. We did. We've Nathan a, was going to say something. We've but... got a gremlin. No, but I think the, the lad realised straight away and he, he is obviously contrite and he will learn from it. And it was stupid. He was a very silly boy. But, you know, going back to the criticism, I've not seen a lot of it, but I've seen some on social media. And, you know, some of the fans need to ask themselves some real questions. You know, one of them, and I can't remember who it was, thank goodness, said this guy, this player shouldn't, shouldn't play for us ever again or it's his career over. Well, come on. We've all made mistakes. And, we, and they'll continue to make mistakes. And the lad's, you know, learning. Um, it wasn't part of any of his plans to get sent off, having been brought on. I mean, I've figured out what it was. Obviously, you know, when he first sort of came into the side last year, him and Jason Law, um, Nigel Clough said, they're there to learn off Stephen Quinn. Well, Stephen Quinn goes and gets sent (laughs) off. I was just about to say, Stephen, there was less frustration aimed at Stephen Quinn than there, and and have you said Stephen Quinn than there was Tyree Sinclair? And you could say what Stephen Quinn did was a lot worse. It was a lot worse. Nathan, before we came on here, uh, Craig and I have coined a phrase now when someone does something stupid or and gets themselves punished by the referee, and it's it's to do a Quinn. Uh, (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Sinclair actually did a Quinn. So. We uh, we can use that as often as we like now until we get bored with it because we've got bored with all the other dingers, haven't we? Never get bored with galvanised. Um, no, moving swiftly on. Uh, there we go. Um, I, I do genuinely feel though, like you know, a little bit sorry for Sinclair. It, it was a big opportunity for him. He, like Clive has said, Nathan, he'd won a free kick. There was no need for him to do what he did. He will learn from it. And I think that's where we we have to leave it. The only difficulty is. From our perspective, it just adds to the list of people who are missing. It's a big list and it's ever, ever growing now. But I guess it does give opportunity to the likes of Jason Law and Keaton Ward. But, um, you know, it's it's trying to... It's that elusive missing piece of the jigsaw, isn't it? And it does seem like we've got to wait for 
uh, for an eternity for players to come back. This is the list that I have of people who are missing. Um, feel free to correct me if I've missed anybody. James Perch, obviously, out for the season. Uh, Richard Narty uh, was two to three weeks, so he's probably about two weeks away. Um, uh, Will Forrester on loan from Stoke. Uh, I believe the last time Nigel Clough gave an update, he said he'd be with us at the start of October, which is, of course, next week at home to Barrow. Whether it'll be whether that's a return to training or a return to being available for a match, we don't know. So let's say that he's probably going to be missing for another week or so. Stephen Quinn has still got three games, although he can, like Sinclair, uh, can play in the uh, the Sheffield Wednesday game in the uh, the Papa John's Trophy. Sinclair out for three games as well. Kellen Gordon two to three weeks awaiting results on a on a scan. Ryan Sturk also awaiting results on a scan. So around two to three weeks. So um, a big ever growing list of missing players. I don't think I've missed anybody, but uh, we've also in this last week or so, Nathan sent a couple of the youngsters out on months loans, haven't we? Yeah. That's probably come at the wrong time. I was about to say, you know, in some ways, I think you'd have expected to see, well, I think you'd definitely would have seen Nathan Kane on the bench, uh, um, you know, in the, in the coming weeks. So that's that's a disappointment. It's only for a month, but we kind of need them now, which is a problem. But uh, yeah, that's what makes it frustrating about the sendings off because they are avoidable. And, and when you've got players out injuries, injuries happen, they're unavoidable to a certain extent, but um, suspensions are. So, you know, it is back to the walls job for the next um, in some ways for the next couple of couple of weeks while we wait for some of these players and you know, key players to, to come back as well. Yeah, Craig uh, in the comments uh, has said about Sinclair. I saw in the comment. Uh, I saw the same comment reg- regarding his career is over. It's a good job that person doesn't make a mistake in his job Monday morning. It'll be uh, P forty five time for them. Tyrese will learn from this. Um, indeed, he will. Um, sticking on the subject of missing players, Clive. Um, you know we are threadbare, but in some respects, it can have a. A positive reaction because it means people are fighting, people are uh, scrapping for each other to try and get uh, over the line. I think we've we've got options there, and it's just a case of when these players come in that they don't make the mistakes and they and that they don't um, you know mess things up too much because we you know if we're looking at changing things up in attack again, we can move Hawkins back up top. James Clark can come in at right back. Well, I'm very disappointed he didn't start us another round for another day. Um, you've got Jason Law there knocking on the door. Keaton Ward as well. You've got some other younger players as well. Just, Craig, do you, do you always say... Uh, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> Jason Law knocking on the door. <laughs> it's, the second, it's the second time you've said it. It's, it's such a, a rhyming yeah, link. I've never noticed, but there you go. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. This is tiredness kicking in. There you go. I've never noticed that. Never noticed the, it. The way things are, though, I mean, we are threadbare. And I think if it, it always surprise me if the kit man isn't on the bench next week, because we are getting a little bit thin on the ground. I suppose the most positive thing you can say is if you're one of the fringe players, is you've a greater chance of getting some time on the field while we're in this dreadful situation. Um but it's not very encouraging for, 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 for the fans to be uh, worried about whether we can turn out players in their appropriate positions or not. Um, but, you know, it, team, it was said earlier, team spirit comes out of this, I think. You know, playing for each other now, which is really a good thing. But, I mean, at the end of the day, when we was sort of had a fully ascendable, ascendable squad, we, we actually we weren't, we weren't winning and we weren't playing well. So actually, in some ways, it... it could be a welcome change, you know. Even though you think you're missing key players, I think the way it's changed the mentality a little bit to be a bit more of the 
underdogs to be a bit more cautious. It might help us build, like we, like we said earlier in the show, it might help us build a little bit from the back, a bit like we did last season around January time uh, when we solidified ourselves a little bit more. Thank you. Um, you know, I knew it, it was coming. I knew it was coming. It, it can it can do that. It, it can have that effect, can't it? So And, and then these players who... You know, we, we might have been crying. You know, if we had a full fit score, we might be saying crying out for maybe Harry Charles to get a to get a chance or uh, to, to Sinclair or a few of these other players, Barry to get a chance. But if we if we didn't have these players missing them, they may, may have not been getting their chance either. So uh, we know we know uh, Clough likes to name unnamed uh, teams whenever he can. So it might have its own benefits in a roundabout way. I, I'm with Craig, though. I think I'm slightly disappointed that young Clark isn't getting a, a chance because he, he seems to be doing everything right in the background. Mm. Uh, and similarly, Jason Law should come through the door, I think, because uh, yeah. he, he, he played well at the end of last season in the first team. So That Jason Law through the door, that's yeah. just very poor. Well, we, need to, we need to put it on a T-shirt, I think, and uh, get, get some money out of this. Um, uh, Ryan in the comments says, do we need to recall some of our loan players back? Quite simply, Ryan, we can't um, until the transfer window opens again. So uh, unless, you know, uh, certainly the ones in League Two, it might be a little bit different for, for those younger players. that I'd take Aikie's back right now, though. Well, absolutely, but uh, we can't get him until January. Um, it might be different for some of the younger players, but I'd, other than filling a slot on the bench, I don't think um, it, there's, there's too much um, too much to gain from withdrawing them early within the first week of their one-month loan. So uh, we'll just let them, let them out and just play with one less sub because that's essentially what it is next week. I, I actually can't think of somebody who's other than maybe George Cooper, the young centre-back, to, to come in and take a slot on, on the bench for who we've loaned out. So we might just go with one less sub. Just just on a more positive note about subs, I thought when Charlesley came on yesterday, he, he brought something to the team. He, he brought vigour. Um, I think he's starting to look like the player he was. Um, and uh, it's good to know he's there because our, our midfield should be our, you know, should be our winning part of the team, really. And uh, I think we're getting back towards it now. He's not quite yeah, ready, and you can see that. But he's he brought something on when he came on. Um, yeah, it was it was much valued at that stage in the game as well. I thought the subs in generally, apart from what happened to Sinclair, I thought the subs were well well placed yesterday. Yeah. They came on at the right time for the right positions. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm going to stick on the Charles Lee uh, situation in a minute because obviously he came on for George Maris. Uh, Maris should be all right next week. He just had a bit of a whack to near the eye socket, so couldn't actually see out of one eye um, at, at one point. So, uh, uh, you know, was withdrawn um, from the pitch. Um, I'd actually like, though, Nath, to, to see the both of them together. I think um, they, they'd complement each other, Harry Charles Lee and George Maris, because Maris seems to improve game by game. Yeah, I mean, last season, Charlesy, uh at one stage had a really, really good run where he was, he was getting goals. He was linking up well with uh, at that point. I think it was something's changing with, uh, I can't remember now. Uh, but, you know, he got a partnership going with the players on sort of that right-hand side. Um, I think Gordon and, and, and Maris, obviously, was in the middle, wasn't he, as well? So, yeah. you know, he, he, we know he's got it there. He's obviously a little bit behind. So I think he had a bit of a knock through. Uh, pre-season didn't he so he's catch up on his fitness and I think you can see that a little bit but he is getting game time I expect him to play a little bit in the uh, Papa John's trophy game as well to you know, continue that you get in the minutes and the legs um, but you know I think he could be a player that again 
he's been called upon early. We probably thought this might happen later in the season, but we're going to have more like, more occasions throughout the season where we're going to need to call upon these players. So, and it's their opportunity to to show one they're they're reliable when they're called upon, but two, they uh, you know they've got a shout to be in the, the starting lineup when when we do have everyone back fully fit. On the subject of Maris, Richard asks, uh, has Maris been booked four times? Without having a little look at my uh, stat sheet, which would crash my computer at this point, uh, I don't know the answer off the top of my head, but certainly got a couple in there. That's another thing to take take into consideration because we've got a lot of games coming uh, thick and fast um, in this uh, in this next month. I think before we hear from Nigel Clough, I think um, it's probably um, high time to have a little look at uh, the busy month which we've got. It was a slow and frustrating um, September, a stumbling September, but it's going to be a high-octane uh, October. Let's hope that the Stags can uh, come out the back of that with uh, more players available and some more points as well. It all kicks off uh, on Saturday, of course, at home to Barrow. Then the Stags are at home again midweek on the 5th. Sheffield Wednesday in the Papa John's Trophy, where they'll be boosted um, by the return of uh, two uh, of their suspended players for that one. Stephen Quinn and Tyree Sinclair will both be available uh, for that game, but they will, however, miss then the trip to Northampton on the 9th, and, sorry, the home game with the Oldham on the 9th, and then the trip to Northampton on the 16th, which will both be their last um, suspended game. Then we've got Port Vale at home on a Tuesday night, Tuesday the 19th, uh, and then a long trip to Exeter on the 23rd, and then uh, finishing the month with a home game uh, to Tranmere Rovers. A very, very busy um, month uh, ahead of us. It's uh, going to be an interesting one to to try and see how we come through it, Nath. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a bit like what sort of Clive said earlier, at the end of the day, uh, it's still so early on in the in the season. And to be honest, you even look at the league table, you know, at one point Bradford were up there, they've dropped right down to sort of 11th, 12th, mid-table. Um, you know, the, the teams that who you'd expect to do well haven't started off great, but things can change, uh, you know, very, very quickly. Uh, we were up there and obviously now look where we are. So, you know, I think this it's a, probably a good opportunity to draw a line under September move into October and, and again you know yes we're going to start it off with missing a few few players but at least we can go into it with a little bit of different mentality that you know we've got that first clean sheet and we can can build on it and um you know some 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 games there where you know you we could go either way but there's nothing I don't think there's anything in that fixture list for, for October that you know terrifies me. I don't think there's we've played a lot of teams who have been in the top three so far this season, even though it's been early on, but the teams that have been in form, whereas looking at the the next sort of month, there's not any there that are absolutely running running riot. So it's an opportunity for us to get some points back on the board and bring ourselves higher up the table. Yeah, big opportunity, especially, uh, you know, with the likes of, you know, Barrow, who are tenth at the moment, um, sort of mid-table, sort of very average, played nine, won three, drawn three, lost three. So they're completely average. Then, of course, Oldham, who are bottom of the league and, you know, a, a shipping goals and whatever for fun uh, at the minute. Just going to re- uh, answer a question from Craig, who says, is Quinn not available for the Northampton away game? I have probably got my math wrong, but you've got a six-game ban. The uh, first of the three was up, um, finished with yesterday's game, and then uh, that would make the next three league games, um, Barrow, 
number one, Oldham number two, Northampton number three. So my math says that is available for Port Vale. Might be some confusion because it's available for the Sheffield Wednesday game. He, that's not classed as a ban because it's a league game. So uh, I think it will be the game after Northampton. I could be wrong though. Uh, but on those fixtures, Clive, like Nathan uh, just mentioned, you know, like we said, we have played a lot of the teams in that top three, top five. We've got some of the teams that are, have had a struggling start to the campaign now as well. So this is a real opportunity, regardless of availability now, uh, to, to dig our hills in and get some points. Yeah, I think we've been a little bit unfortunate with the fixtures. Um, who would have known that all those fixtures we played in August, September, generally speaking, the teams we played were on uh, on a high when we met them. Um, and so I think we're bound to find a few as we go forward that are not. But I don't think there are any really bad teams in this league this year. I think we've got to be we've got to respect everybody. And in fact, isn't it just the Mansfield way that we always play better and quite often get better results against the best teams anyway? And it's the it's the minnows that tend to take our pants down. So I think we've um, we just need to play the game we know we can play, whoever we're playing against. And I think. Yeah, I think Clough has one thing to learn, and I think he's probably got it now, is that you can't run the same format against every team. And at times in the game, you have to change it. I was very pleased to see him go 4-4-2 at a critical moment yesterday. Yeah, it's certainly something which is um, we, we need we need to, to look at a little bit more, Nate, isn't it? And that having that flexibility, it's all right playing one set way, but uh, like Clive says, you know, when you come up against teams and come up against it in periods of games like we did yesterday, you do have to uh, uh, you do have to um, put your you know put your, your managerial tactics to work. Yeah, well, again, this is probably a benefit of the. Of, of, of missing players because he's kind of some ways forced into making those changes but hopefully if he realises that actually it, it works um, yeah, may, may continue that so uh, or we might accidentally stumble across something else that works works well for us so there's a couple of ways you can you can look at that but I think you know going forward again it's something that you know, we we all you know we've been saying a lot throughout the season about what formations we should go with and uh, and, and it's changed a couple of times already through the season. We've only, you know, we've barely played a, a, you know, a decent percentage of it. So we've got to utilise that going forward. And, and <laughs> I think Clive's right in what we say. We normally do better against the bigger teams, but for once, I'd just love to see us turn things around a little bit. And actually, even if we don't, you know, go out there and batter teams, but just go out there and find a way to win. So I think that's where we go wrong a little bit at times when it, when we play the the team's down there. So we've got to just go out there and find a way to win. And I think because of our issues at the moment, I'm going to, you know, I'm quite, quite positive. I think we will find a way to do that. That's uh, certainly hope so. Time now though to talk uh, or hear from the man uh, who's in charge of putting that team selection out, filling those gaps and finding the right formation for us. It's the Stags boss, Nigel Clough, who shares his views on yesterday's 0-0 draw, the first clean sheet of the season away at Leighton Orient. Here's Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to I follow Stags. In the circumstances, uh, delighted. I thought it was a well-deserved point today and a well-deserved clean sheet, especially in the last uh, 10 and 7 minutes added time, was it? Uh, especially with all that added on as well. Uh, we had to be to keep a clean sheet. Were they, I think, second in the league, are they? Something like that, yeah. you know, we come here with six players missing, we lose George Maris, and we have somebody sent off, uh, nearly a full team out. And uh, the lads really stood up to it. You know, started with the goalkeeper and made a couple of outstanding saves, especially the one late on. Uh, but I thought the back four were excellent today. I thought 
we actually had the best chance in the first half when Faz headed the one down Jordan Barry in the six-yard box uh, and we should get a shot off but for some reason we're not getting shots off uh, at the moment um, and then second half I thought we started well uh, on the front foot uh, won a couple of corners uh, and then they um, I think they got a sort of on top after that really and then the sending off means it's back to the wall stuff but we brought Ty on to be an attacking threat and to do exactly what he did leading up to the red card was to win free kicks you know with his pace and everything he did once again his, the naivety of some of our players was evident again today I thought Orient had to work for every single chance they created today uh, and that was the difference and then you're in with a chance disappointed with a, a few occasions in the attacking third uh, but once again, understandable. You know, four defeats. Now we've had two draws. Good foundation to move on. Yeah, I thought we were a threat at times. Uh, I thought Danny was quiet, difficult when you come back to your old club. Uh, but we didn't get him an awful lot of service uh, and creating too many chances. But he's got to do a little bit more uh, off the ball than he did today. Uh, but I thought Reese Oates was a threat and I thought Jordan Barry was as well. Uh, and then you haven't mentioned even Laps could have nicked it yeah, in the 95th yeah. minute when uh, when we, he robbed the lad and went clear. And we just, once again, just couldn't quite get get a shot off. Maybe being a bit greedy, but uh, that can happen. You know, you can nick one, half a mistake, and, and we could have won 1-0. Uh, don't worry about mistakes, Nigel, it's fine. As long as we kept the clean sheet, which, uh, of course, we did, uh, that's good enough for us as a starting block. That's Nigel Clough. Speaking to I Follow Stags for more interviews, make sure you visit mansfieldtown.net forward slash uh, I follow where you'll see lots more content on there over the coming days. Let's uh, quickly hear the thoughts of Clive and Nathan on what Nigel had to say there. Um, you know, he, he praised his back four. He's been critical of them quite often, Clive, but also, uh, you know, had a had a, a little bit of a dig about the, the service we, we gave Danny Johnson yesterday. And he's absolutely right. Um, it, it's got to improve. But in, you know, I think that's, out of context of the game, really. That's just a, a thing which we've got to build on as part of the, the third step of that three-step plan. Yeah, it was right in, in that uh, Danny wasn't on his best game. I think the occasion probably got the better of him. Um, but again, we're not giving him the sort of service that I think he would thrive on. Um, certainly while we're, we're under so much pressure and we were defending like uh, our lives depend on it, the, the outcome of that is balls get banged out of defence. Well, you need to play them through to the guy like Danny to get the best out of him. So I'm not too critical of him, but yeah, uh, I think he's struggling a little bit with confidence as well. And that's inevitable when you're not, as a goal scorer, scoring goals. Yeah, um, that's going to come. That's just going to come with the, but the it, game, it, isn't it? But Clough was right to, to uh, pour some praise on the, the defence because he's been very critical of them before. And then we've not really mentioned Rawson much, but he had a cracking game again yesterday. Yeah, and he was a subject to an awful lot of stick early on, and as indeed uh, Hewitt was, um, and they really didn't put much, put much of a foot wrong at all yesterday. No, they, they should. I'm sure they'll get a, a mention when we talk about man of the match in about five minutes uh, <clears throat> time or so. Um, your thoughts on this, this the striker situation, Nate? I mean, again, like we said, sort of at the top of the show, a lot of that um, <clears throat> lack of service does fall perhaps down to the fact that we played Hawkins. Um, at centre-back, but we've certainly got more options going forward with Harry Charlesley coming back into the fold to try and get the service. We've just got to find the right way to play a little bit. We didn't find that yesterday against Orient for, for whatever reason. Perhaps if we'd have finished with 11 men on the pitch, it might have been a little bit different, but hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and I think part of it was probably mentality as well. You know, I think we went in with the... As, as, as more the game went on, I think probably the focus did switch more to you know, we really need to keep this clean sheet now because it was a great opportunity to, to finally get it. So, 
And I think for a lot of the game, you know, when you think of previous games where we've been attacking, a lot of it's come from come from the width. So whether it's been Gordon or or Hewitt earlier on, sort of in the season, or most of our attacking has come down the left hand side with uh, with Quinn and McLaughlin, uh, you know, linking up. And mm. I think in the last few couple of games in particular, you've seen a much much less of McLaughlin going forward. He's done a lot more of a defensive sort of. Um, you know, style of of his side of the game, which I think, and, and the same on the right hand side as well with, with with Hewitt, which I think is, you know, in the back of the mind. You know, they need to, they, they're gambling less going forward because they want to try and make sure they shut up shop at, at the back. And in some ways, that's that's been necessary because although we've we have been in previous games going forward and creating chances and not taking enough, we've we've then left ourselves open at the back and conceded too many. So I think we've done the right thing and. You are going to lose a bit from your attacking uh, side of the game when you, you you go a little bit more defensive, but that's where you build, and that's what we've been saying basically. Like like Cuff said, it's it's the foundations, right, that we've had got the last two games, and you slowly build on that now. Yeah, absolutely no coincidence whatsoever to see that our attacking movement and our attacking players dwindled since uh, Mr. Quinn got himself a six-game ban, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, Richard in the comments says, due to the location of the clubs, I hope the club really push the away day to Northampton uh, and take a 1,000-plus. Nath, it's not going to be an issue, is, is it, to see people flood that away end um, at Northampton because they're, they're all going to see one man. <laughs> you got it ready, haven't you? You got the clip ready. Who could that be? A Daniel Someone. Rose? <laughs> he couldn't wait for that, could he? he couldn't wait. No, I've been lingering over it for five minutes. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, no. that, that, that should put an extra uh, you know, 500 on the, on the gate, surely. Yeah, maybe it should. Uh, we always take a good crowd to Northampton, though, don't we? Yeah, we do. It'll be well well back there indeed. We'll talk about that in a few uh, weeks' time, though. Uh, time now, though, to focus one last time on yesterday uh, in terms of the man of the match vote. I'll give you guys a couple of minutes to uh, start thinking about that. Let us know in the comments as well your thoughts on it. But whilst you do that, it's time for us to take a little peruse into Skybet League 2 yesterday and find out the scores um, from uh, around the grounds as the Stags drew 0-0 at Leighton Orient. So elsewhere in Skybet League 2 yesterday, it finished Crawley 2, Bradford 1. Goalless between Forest Green Rovers and Tranmere Rovers. And between Harrogate and Stevenage. Also a draw between Hartlepool and Exeter. This one finishing one apiece. Rochdale were beaten 1-0 at home to Oldham. Whilst another draw saw Salford draw two all with Northampton. Scunthorpe were beaten by a goal to nil at home to Port Vale, whilst the biggest and arguably best scoreline of the day saw Sutton United newly promoted hammer Carlisle by four goals to nil, a former stag in Alistair Smith twice on the score sheets for Sutton. Goalless between Swindon and Colchester, whilst Warsaw were beaten 2-1 at home to Bristol Rovers. Leaving the league table looking like this. Forest Green sit top of the tree. Six wins from the nine games they've played so far. Two draws and one defeat. 20 points for them. Four points clear over Leighton Orient, who, despite drawing with us yesterday, remain in second. 
Only on goal difference, though, Harrogate in third. Port Vale, Northampton, Extra and Hartlepool make up the playoffs. Whilst down towards the bottom end of the uh, the table, it's uh, Oldham who've propped the rest up. Scunthorpe also in 23rd on the same amount of points, 7. Just above the drop zone, it's Warsaw in 8. Stevenage in 21st on 9. Then the Stags also on 9. Salford in 19th also on 9. But the points are very, very close in there. After only nine games of the season played, not a time to worry whatsoever. The Stags, though, drew 0-0 with Leighton Orient. Who was your man of the match? Let us know in the comments. We'll get Nathan and Clive's thoughts as well. Knock, knock. So the Stags drew 0-0 then with Leighton Orient yesterday, but who will be voted as your man of the match? Um, Clive, I imagine all of the back four are going to be uh, on your radar, aren't they? How many uh, nominees have you got for yesterday? I've, I've got five, uh, four, sorry, four on my shortlist. Um, Go for it. Talk us through them all. Bowery, I thought his work rate was excellent. And I think um, I think we're seeing more of a Bowery than we've, we've done already this season, which is good news. Um, Rawson. Again, didn't do anything wrong. Close runner for the man of the match, as is Hawkins, because he played tremendously well. But I'm going to go for Bishop, because he did nothing wrong, and a, a brilliant save towards the end of the game kept us in it. Nathan, you would have been listening to it yesterday, um, whilst you were you know, calling down from your suntan, which you've uh, accumulated over the, over the last 90 weeks that you've been uh, been abroad. Um, who, was, who were your standout performers yesterday? Yeah, I mean, very similar to Clive. There was a few players, you know, I think as a whole, most of the team did, did pretty well, pretty uh, sort of consistent, you know, on a level playing field, really. But a uh, spe- special sort of shout-out for, for Hawkins, you know, going back into centre-back. Um, you know, a bit of pressure there to, to go in there and get a clean sheet. Uh, you know, big credit to him. Rawson as well. Hewitt, again, improved. Um, you know, Lapsley, again, was, was, was much better. Uh, but for me, my man of the match also goes to uh, to Nathan Bishop. This one could well be a clean sweep. Uh, Ryan in the comments says Bishop fantastic in net. Kathy also says uh, Bishop for me. Again, there, there are lots of special mentions. I agree with Clive. We've not really spoken about him too much. Um, I thought um, Jordan Barry's improving game by game. He's getting his confidence back now. He's getting a run um, in the side. At one point a couple of weeks ago, it looked like he'd been outcast and never to to play again other than for the under-23s on occasion. Um, but he did did well yesterday. He really gave us an attacking outlet. I thought uh, I've been quite critical of Hewitt over the, the, the recent weeks or whatever, but I thought, again, he was fantastic at right-back yesterday. Um but with especially made one critical challenge in the, in the in the second half, Rawson improved. Like Nathan said, I thought Hawkins at, at centre half was absolutely outstanding um, for me. It's a really difficult um, ask of him to go there, different position altogether, but handled it very very well against a. Um, uh, a front two, a front three of Leighton Orient who have been scoring goals for fun. Didn't really give him a sniff, but um, when you have got uh, a player who makes critical saves, keeps his first clean sheet, the man of the match vote has to go to Nathan Bishop. Mark agrees in the comments as well. So Nathan, you know who your coveted tweet, which we've missed over the last couple of weeks, uh, is going to go to. I know, I'm, I'm betting all the man of the match have missed it as well, but uh, yeah. My good old namesake, Nathan Bishop. 
Nathan. You can't claim that he got man of the match just because his name's Nathan. Well, I, I think mean, Bishop's going to get a, a good mention on this program because it's a sermons program, isn't it? We've got, very good. we've got a priest and we've got a bishop. And we've got a Nathan. Um, no, we've got an, we've got an altar boy. That's uh, that's you. No, where is Cam? <laughs> where is Cam? Uh, let's talk lessons because it's nearly time to uh, finish um, the show. We always ask uh, you two for your lessons to take away um, from the game yesterday. Um, Clive, I'll start with you. What's your lesson to take away from yesterday's goalless draw at Leighton Orient? The tide is turning. Simple as that. I like it. It's very simplistic, very to the point. Nathan. From yesterday, should have filled up the car with petrol. Oh, sorry, no, we talked about football, aren't we? Um, yeah, from yesterday, it's a difficult one, really, because it was just a progression. So I think it's maybe maybe keep Hawkins at the back for the time being. Okay, I like it. Keep him at the back for the time being. I like it indeed. Um, bring bring Law through the door. Bring Law through the door. <laughs> no. Bring Clark in from the dark. I'm not going to hear the last of law through the door, am I? Law and door, am I? I'm not going to hear the last of it. Um, Jim also says, uh, never give up uh, in the comments, which I like. That's a good one. Um, One thing I do want to pick up on, though, Nath, um, you have been away for a couple of weeks and uh, your away-ness has cost you the, uh, the, the, the top spot in the prediction league. Well, that, you know, it's it's a bit disappointing, but I think it's when we're being away. Obviously, my concentration wasn't there, and it's just nice to give someone else a bit of a, a bit of glory. So you you're welcome to it for the time being. You're just keeping it warm for me. Yeah, well, I'm I'm starting to pull away a little bit now from you. I got another point yesterday in the uh, prediction league. Maybe we'll have a look at little look at that uh, in the week, um, as well as the stags prepare to play Barrow on uh, on Saturday at the One Course Stadium. For now, though, uh, my thanks to both of you for joining us as always here on the Sunday sermon, and to you guys at home as well for getting involved. Make sure that you join us uh, in the week as well for yet more. Mansfield Matters content. It's always great uh, to have you around and to have you uh, involved in the show. For now, though, that is all we've got time for. The Stags keep their first clean sheet of the season away to Leighton Orient. But here on the Sunday Sermon, what lessons the club boys take away? Never give up. The tide is turning. Keep Ollie Hawkins at the back for the time being. And when opportunity knocks, have a bloody shot. It comes to something when there's more chance of Mansfield Town keeping a clean sheet than there is of me filling my car with petrol. Some strange goings off are happening in the world. Thanks very much for getting involved, for watching, for listening, for sharing, for commenting. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. I am your priest. This is the Sunday Sermon. Until next week. Stay safe and keep following the stacks.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.